Super cyclones like Fonny aren't rare. How ready are we? Cyclone Fonny, which had developed southeast of Sri Lanka, has been categorized as an extremely severe cyclonic storm. According to the Indian Meteorological Department, at 5.30 hours on 2nd May, Fonny was about 450 kilometers south-southwest of Puri in Odisha, 230 kilometers south-southeast of Vishakhapatnam in Andhra Pradesh, and 650 kilometers south-southwest of Digha in West Bengal, and is expected to make landfall around Puri on the afternoon of 3rd May, with average wind speed of 170 to 180 kilometers per hour, and gusts of up to 200 kilometers per hour. Weather forecasters estimate that Fonny is likely to affect around 19 districts of Odisha, Andhra Pradesh and West Bengal. Cyclonic storms in the Bay of Bengal are categorized based on the maximum wind speeds at their eye center. Cyclonic storm with wind speeds up to 61 to 88 kilometers per hour. Severe cyclonic storm with wind speeds up to 89 to 117 kilometers per hour. Very severe cyclonic storm with wind speeds up to 118 to 166 kilometers per hour extremely severe cyclonic storm with wind speeds up to 167 to 221 kilometers per hour super cyclone with wind speeds up to 222 kilometers per hour india with a coastline of 7516 kilometers is vulnerable to cyclones of varying intensities the bay of bengal the associated marginal seas for example the sea of andaman and the northeastern part of the indian ocean usually generate 4 to 6 cyclonic storms annually with most occurring in the months of april to may prior to the commencement of the monsoon in the indian subcontinent and october to december as the monsoon reverses itself towards the indian ocean many of these storms either lose intensity or just peter out some intensify and affect india or veer eastwards and hit bangladesh or myanmar the 1999 super cyclone which had developed in the sulu sea and became a depression in the andaman sea was one of the most destructive cyclones in the region it attained super cyclonic storm intensity on 28th october with wind speeds hitting 260 kilometers per hour the next day as it made landfall in odisha while its periphery affected some parts of myanmar and bangladesh it wreaked immense damage in india with the government of india placing the number of fatalities at 9887 This cyclone and the 2001 earthquake in Bhuj led to the enactment of the Disaster Management Act of 2005, the raising of the National Disaster Management Authority and the National Disaster Response Force, formulation of a national policy on disaster management and the three-tier institutional mechanism at national, state and district levels for an integrated synergistic approach to disaster management. The National Early Warning System comprising seven central agencies task for natural hazard specific early warning was also improved incidentally the ndrf currently comprising 12 battalions four more sanctioned is the single largest disaster dedicated response force in the world since its operationalization it has rendered stellar service in every disaster on 12th october 2013 very severe cyclone storm phelan had hit the coast of odisha with wind speeds of up to 220 kilometers per hour on account of good forecasting by the IMD prepositioning of response forces by both the government of india and odisha government and prophylactic measures by the state over 1 million people were evacuated the human toll was relatively low 44 casualties phelan still left massive destruction in its wake october 2014 saw the very severe cyclone hadhad strike andhra pradesh coast as tried vishakhapatnam with the IMD rendering timely warnings 
the Andhra Pradesh authorities and government worked in close coordination with the government of India, evacuating over 2,22,000 people and establishing 310 relief camps and 1,688 medical camps. Once again, there was large-scale structural damage over northern Andhra Pradesh and adjoining districts of South Odisha. But again, we were able to limit the human toll to 61 casualties. In contrast was Cyclone Nargis in May 2008. Almost similar in intensity to Foni, it killed 84,500 people with 53,800 missing in Myanmar, official figures, on account of poor forecasting and lack of early warning and absence of adequate prophylactic measures by the government of Myanmar. As would be evident, India has managed cyclone hazards in a very competent manner. Incidentally, Phelan was more severe than what Phoney is projected to be. As in the case of Phelan and Hadhad, Phoney has been continuously tracked and analysed in the past seven days with even better technology and methodologies, with periodic warnings being conveyed to diverse levels within the government of India and the eastern coast states, particularly Odisha and West Bengal. The National Crisis Management Committee, under the chairmanship of Sri P.K. Sinha, Cabinet Secretary, held two meetings from 29th to 30th April to review the preparedness of the states and concerned departments of the Government of India to deal with the situation arising out of Phoney. Overall, the measures taken include the following. As per standard operating procedures, the IMD will issue three hourly bulletins with the latest forecast to the Ministry of Home Affairs, NDMA, various departments of the Government of India, concerned states and districts, etc. The MHA is also in continuous touch with the state governments and the central agencies concerned. The Indian Navy and the Indian Coast Guard have deployed ships and helicopters for relief and rescue operations, while the Indian Army and Indian Air Force in these three states has been asked to be on standby. The NDRF is deploying 78 teams, 12 from Andhra Pradesh, 28 from Odisha, 6 from West Bengal and 32 on standby. States have issued appropriate advisories to fishermen not to venture into the sea. The centre released an advance financial assistance of Rs 1,086 crore to the states of Tamil Nadu, Andhra Pradesh, Odisha and West Bengal for undertaking preventive and relief measures. Central agencies have been instructed to take all necessary measures to prevent any loss of life and to keep in readiness essential supplies including food, drinking water and medicines etc as also for ensuring preparations for maintaining essential services. The state governments have galvanized their state disaster management authorities and the state executive committees, as well as the response forces, including the state disaster response force. Instructions have also been issued to activate their population advisory and warning systems. The government of Odisha has activated about 879 multi-purpose cyclone shelters to house the evacuees. It had planned to evacuate 10 lakh people by 2nd May. It has also sought two helicopters for emergency food distribution. These measures, which are being monitored by both the centre and the state governments at the highest levels, are also expected to yield positive results insofar as human casualties are concerned. However, considering the gale velocity, there will be damage to infrastructure. The latter are defined as lifeline networks that support and sustain our society and economy. For example, energy, transport, water, waste, telecom system, flood management and housing. It needs to be noted that supercyclones like Phoney are no longer infrequent events. In fact, on account of global warming, extreme weather events such as heavy rainfall, floods, droughts, cyclones and heat waves are increasing in both frequency and intensity, 
with attendant disruption of critical natural and human systems and infrastructure. This brings into context the need for building disaster resilient infrastructure. The second international workshop for which was held on 19 to 20th March in New Delhi. This was aimed at analyzing the demands placed by climate change and EWE and the need to design infrastructure differently. Earlier in November 2016, India had hosted the Asian Ministerial Conference on Disaster Risk Reduction. Inaugurated by PM Modi, its conclusion saw the adoption of the New Delhi Declaration and the Asian Regional Plan for implementation of the Sendai framework. The New Delhi Declaration emphasizes preventing and reducing disaster risk and strengthening the resilience of communities, nations and the Asian region. The Asian Regional Plan for implementation of the Sendai framework focuses on the how-to in reducing disaster risk at national and local levels. In other words, India has commenced the work for building disaster resilient infrastructure, but a very long, arduous, cerebrally exhausting, funds intensive task lies ahead.